go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. If you feel that it's real, I won't try, and I'm here in your prison. Your man, I am dented and I'm spent with hot trees on. Through a glass, I am thrown. Man, oh man, oh man. the one danger zone. Good stuff. Take me to the pilot for control. A little live version of my favorite Elton John song. Take me to, Take me to the, the pilot. I'm so envious that our next guest got to see him live. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning. Nice to be with you. How are things? Doing okay, man. It's going to be a beautiful day again here in the hood. It is. It is. It is. It's always sunny after a Hokies win, too. Especially <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The conference win over Pitt, like we saw on Saturday night. And now we head down to Florida State this week. Well, a lot of good stuff, man. Let's unpack it. Let's uh, get your thoughts first on the offense. Of course, uh, Kyron Jerones and Bashaw Tootin, both players of the week on offense. Looks like the Hokies found their offense. It looked different, didn't it? They played uh, a bit looser. There was uh, some risk-taking to it. The Hokies went for it on fourth down twice. Uh, They threw the ball deep. We saw flea flicker. We saw, in essence, the triple option. Uh, with It kind of reminds you a little bit about what Jamie Chadwell did with uh, Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina and now what he does at Liberty. Uh, you know, you saw the option pitches. You, it, It's not the triple option like Oklahoma would mm-hmm. run or what Georgia Tech would run. But when the ball is snapped, Drones has the ability to throw it, right? Yeah. To pitch it. Yeah. Or keep it. And if he makes the right read, it's a really good play. So... You know, the the offense looks so much different when you're running those style plays. Um, the end of rounds, uh, and clearly Felton, uh, you know, I mean, they've, they've got some players that that are emerging. We know that 
Uh, Jennings is still out at receiver, but you know they were able to hit some big plays. But I was really impressed with the way Tootin ran. They used him as a receiver a couple times. They threw a little screen out to him, uh, a little bubble screen to, to the tailback. So, you know, there was a lot of interesting things that they did offensively in this game, and they're going to have to score a lot of points on Saturday down in Tallahassee. But that was a really good game against Pitt. Yeah, it really was. And attacking the perimeter, I really liked that. That's what they did. And Speaking of that and the play calling, I mean, was this the best game you've seen from Tyler Bowen in terms of his well, play Well, they calling? changed. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, they were running basically the same offense they ran with Wells with Lofton, with uh, with drones. Mm-hmm. And and they said, you know, they're, they're not the same quarterback, you know, and they're both skilled in their own way. But Drones, I mean, he counted for five touchdowns. That's historic. That's only happened a half a dozen times in the last quarter century at Virginia Tech. So you you saw what he can do, and he did it against a nationally ranked defense. Uh, Now, that's one game, and it was at home. But let's see how they can continue to grow on it. But but you can see why the, the coaches, since he was back in high school, think so highly of Kyron Drones. Well, how about the other side of the ball? Defense, they did some good things. I know uh, Payne played a strong game. Some issues, though, I guess health-wise, still safety, right? Yeah, you know, they had to play Delane at safety, and I know that they would love to play him at corner this week against Florida State. They're really good on, on offense. They've got some prolific receivers. You know, they've scored 30 points. They've got this incredible streak going where they score 30 points in every game. For a while, though, they were scoring 30 points in each half. <laughs> right. Um, right. But, I mean, they're – they're really explosive. They're coming off a great win at Clemson where they ended the Tigers' 25-game home conference winning streak. They they, they won in overtime. Uh, you know, defensively, Florida State isn't ranked as high as you might think. In fact, statistically, I think, what, they're 98th in total defense. But, I mean, they also played LSU and they played Clemson and, and, and they gave up some yards at Boston College. So that skews the stats a bit uh, here just early in the season. But... I think the Hokies are going to have to score. You could play a great game defensively against them. You could play really, really good defensively against them, and they can still score. Uh, Jordan Travis is – if you look at his statistics, Rick, they're better than Jameis Winston and Chris Wenke. Right. right. And they, they both are. won the Heisman. Mm, yeah. And they both won the national championship at Florida State. Um, he's a veteran guy. They – I was reading their notes earlier today. Florida State is the most experienced team in college football in terms of number of plays that their guys have played. They returned 15 all-ACC players from a year ago. And when you've got a 60 year quarterback who's as uh, skilled as Travis, uh, it's really incredible. And, you know, versus a guy, he would have been a first-round pick on their defensive line, and he came back. So... That's what you're. That's what you're up against. It's sold out. It's on the road. They've had an open date. It's only their second home game. Uh, there'll be eighty thousand fans. They're going crazy, but it's a great opportunity for the Hokies. I'm glad Tech gets to play in this game. And hey, Hokies are one and zero in the ACC, right? Yeah, that's what you talked about last week, actually, right? So it was Resetting a good it. reboot, and let's see yeah. how they can do on the road against an elite team. And hey, let me ask you this, out of my own curiosity, because you've called enough games clearly during your career. Do you think it's an advantage getting them off of their bye week? I mean, I know it makes them a little healthier, but maybe they've gotten out of the routine a little bit. Maybe Tech can take advantage of that. What do you think? Well, in his career, Norvell's teams are 8-2 and two coming off an open date. Um, 
I don't know. You know, I thought maybe Marshall started a little slow. Mm-hmm. They had an open date before the Hokies game. Yeah, they did, yeah. Maybe. But on the other hand, you know, they – so, again, to, to recap FSU season, they, they played that game against LSU and Orlando, and they creamed them, remember? Yeah, second half was uh, just a whitewash. Now, now, technically, that was a neutral site game. Technically. It was in Orlando, but it, but it was not in tally. Uh, so, you know, if, you, if you're if you a season ticket holder, you didn't go. You didn't get a ticket. Right. You, right. Then they played Southern Miss, and that was the only home game. Then they went on the road to Boston College. Then they went on the road to Clemson. Then they had an open date. So, you know, this is like, <laughs> you know, you're catching them. Yeah, you're catching them off an open date, but, but it's their conference opener at home. <laughs> and they've only played Southern Miss. That's the only home game they've played since last year. So I think that I think they'll be ready to go. If 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 your strategy coming into this is FSU's going to start slow, I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on that. <laughs> I think the Hokies got to be ready. I think they're really eager for this game uh, to show their fans what they're about, uh, especially coming off that Clemson win. You know, we focus so much as we should on the Hokies, but you know, just take a look at the timing of it. You know, I, I'd, I'd rather catch FSU about four years ago when they were four and eight <laughs> than than this team right now. But you know, in all honesty, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Burn up and I on our Level Seven podcast talked about it. I mean, these are cool games to play in, and the Hokies have beaten the Knolls three of the last five. The last time Tech went to Tallahassee, we heard the same kind of thing, right? Yes, and it was yes. going to be a big FSU win, and the Hokies beat them twenty-four to three. So you know, it can happen. Uh, but the Hokies are going to have to win the turnover battle. They're going to have to score some points, and they're going to have to get some help. They're going to have to hope that the Knolls play an uncharacteristically sloppy game. But that can happen if you play great defense. And what we saw out of pain and what APR can do. Uh, but it, it would be helpful to have a Hokies secondary that's healthy uh, and, and against this team that could make some plays. And, of course, you can hear Bill and Mike and Zach and all the crew. One thirty. it will start with the pregame coverage course kickoff at 3.30 in Tallahassee. I know Burnup loves the 3.30 kickoffs. <laughs> he loves them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, you know, it's a good time, right? I mean, especially at home games because it does give you time to tailgate, but you're not at the stadium until 1.30, quarter to 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. which is what happened last week. That's right. That's What's right. your favorite kick time? I think I like it, too, to be honest. I, I, well, if I were covering it, noon. I would like to get in and out of there, if it's a home game anyway, right? A noon home game. I know fans so, don't like yeah. it. So, yeah. So, if you ask coaches when you're on the road, <laughs> you want the noon game. Yeah. Yeah. On the road. Because ordinarily, the crowd isn't as wild That's and crazy, right. That's right. Right? You get in. The game's over by 3.30-ish, right? And you're home that night. And you get working on the next week's game, as opposed to kicking off at 8.08, on the road, you don't get out of the stadium till one a.m. You're not pulling back into Blacksburg, depending on where the game is, mm-hmm. until four fifteen in the morning, and you're going right into the office to work. Exactly. So that's why road coach, uh, road teams like the noon game. Yeah. That being said, I love a night game at Lane. Yeah, I know, I know. I it's love special. a night game. It was at special, Lane. but I don't have to. You know, we're not traveling. That's today. right. It that's takes right. me ten minutes to get back. To the house, <laughs> that's so. right. That's right. Hey, before we head out to the uh, break, uh, baseball playoffs are going. What was uh, uh, have you been watching? Yeah, been watching? I mean it's great. Uh, what was the overall result this year? All the hype that was brought into the changes and the remember changes? we talked about it in the spring. What with the baseball baseball games this year? After we looked at the entire regular season, the average game was twenty four minutes shorter than last year. Man, that's significant. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, and that's... attendance was up nine percent. Mm-hmm. 
Games got over quicker. My concern now, you know, the players were talking about maybe not using these rules in the postseason. You would hate for a key playoff game or a World Series game, right, to be decided because a pitcher steps off the rubber yeah. in a tense situation. Absolutely. You know, it's 3-2, to two, bottom of the ninth, 3-2 count, bases loaded, pitchers looking in, looking in, crowds roaring, and the pitch clock goes off. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hope that it, would be yeah, it would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. But those be. are the rules, and they've decided to use them for the playoffs. So, but here's the good thing: if you're a fan, how many times in the last 20 years have we said, "Man, I didn't get to watch the end of that baseball game because it didn't end till after midnight." <laughs> That's right. Just kept going four hours. My goodness. <laughs> Every Yankees Red Sox game, we go to the bottom of the eighth uh, inning <laughs> at midnight. At midnight. Like, yeah. <laughs> tied at four. Like, right. Okay. That's not going to happen this year. The games are quicker. And so we should get baseball games in. We saw that yesterday. If Tampa Bay would stop making errors, the game would have been much faster. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, they do. They, they, they do made four that. errors yesterday. It was a season high, and they misplayed two or three other balls. Thrown to the wrong base. <laughs> like It was very crazy. Anyway, uh, baseball, we have four games today, and uh, looking forward to it. Can I, can I, I really think the Twins are peaking. Yeah, they got that big win. First one the in a long time. The Twins are playing great baseball right now. They could be, they could be the team, but... I'm going to kind of pull for an Orioles, a, uh, Orioles-Braves World Series. Yeah, the Braves are really, really good, really good. It is Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We're going to take a break, come back. Bill's going to talk about the SMA. Also, his Baker team game of the week. Oh, my goodness, that's, a, that's tough, man. He's got his work cut out for him this week. We'll see what he comes up with. Also, the NRB Heart Clinic top three. Tech fans going to like his top three this week. We're coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Stay with us. Don't go away. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. And True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. This is Rick Watson, the voice of the Radford Highlanders and the host of Big Dog Sports Talk. And this is the Hokies' Bill Roth. Join us for the Roth Report on Wednesday, October 18th, as we give away two tickets to the Hokies' Thursday night game against Syracuse. This year, we have a prize package to go along with the tickets, T-shirts, caps, and lots more fun. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk for more details. Louise, Bill, and Rick, your sports connection for the New River Valley. Our favorite phrases, go Hokies and go Highlanders. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we're back here on BDST, Bill Roth and the Roth Report, and the SMA always doing some wonderful stuff. We have our intro to sports media class today, and one of the things that we're focusing on this semester and this week is telling a story through pictures. And we're going to have some examples of how Sports Illustrated photographers, how the New York Giants team photographer, how they cover a game, where you stand, where you kneel, how to follow the action, how to get that great picture, 
how to use a specific camera, what you need to use. You know, taking a picture at a game isn't holding your iPhone up and snapping That's a photo. Right. That's right. Uh, you have to understand the game. You have to know how to follow it, right? Anticipate what's going to happen. And then, you know, what we don't see, so what, what these guys are going to show our kids today is you may take 1,500 pictures at a football game, and there's one good one. Yeah, that's right. And and how it works. And, you know, you, you got it all lined up. Quarterback goes back to pass. He throws it. You've got the ball. You've got the receiver sprinting. You're just about to push your finger on it, and the referee's leg stands right in front of you, right? right? <laughs> and the guy next to you gets the picture and the glory. So, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. You know, um, two of our students put together really good video packages on the Virginia Tech-Pittsburgh game this past week. Uh, Nels Williams, who's a senior Giovanni Heater, whose name you've heard me mention mm-hmm. before, who's a junior here, both put together really good packages uh, using video cameras, moving pictures, not just still pictures, but you know, video and interviews with Coach Pry, Coach Narduzzi, highlights of the game, which they had to shoot individually. Uh, I thought they put together some really good packages. So um, that's kind of what we're doing today. And we've got a group of four getting set to make that the drive from uh, the New River Valley to Tallahassee. Uh, they're going to leave on Friday. Awesome. It's about a 12-hour awesome. drive. There'll be some bonding going on in that car. Sure, there will. Absolutely. Have you ever made that drive, Blacksburg to Tally? No, or I have least... not. I have not. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to be friends in that car. <laughs> it's fun. You know, the first seven hours is great. It's that, you know, that last You don't drive. realize how west Tallahassee is as you, as you uh. make your way over there. But, uh, it's great. No, they'll have a great time. They'll have a great time down there. That's great. That's great. I'm just going to come over there sometime and just hang out, just sit around and, and observe. That'd be great. Come on. Everything that's going on. All right. Well, you know, there's some good games this week. The Baker team game of the week. Which way are you going to go? Well, the one that – first of all, there's all these Major League Baseball playoff games. Yeah. So the, I, the game of the week, we don't even know who's going to be playing in it. Well, yet, this right? is true. This is you true. Know, it Wild could be cards, that Braves be, game that yeah. isn't even on the schedule yet on Sunday or mm-hmm. something like that, right? Someone's going to throw a no-hitter. Someone's going to hit for right, the cycle. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But among the games that are scheduled, you know, the NFL schedule to me was kind of blah this week. I went through it a couple of times. Like, is there any game I would really want to go to? No. No. Or, or even watch. But I think uh, Texas-Oklahoma is the game that a lot of people are going to pick. Both teams are undefeated. It's the last year. It's a Big 12 game. Next year, this is an SEC game. Uh, the Longhorns are 5-0. and They're favored. The Sooners are 5-0. and uh, the games at the State Fair in Texas, you know, that's a big game over there. But that's not my game of the week. Oh, okay. All right. What it's you got? Not. No. I'm going with Louisville-Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, well, why? Do you remember back before the season we said, you know, Louisville, they've got a most unbelievably favorable schedule yes. in the league. Remember? Yes. They don't have to play Clemson this year. They're not in the division mm-hmm. anymore. Remember that? Right. Right. They don't play Clemson. They don't have to play Florida State this year. They're not on the schedule. They don't play North Carolina. So they got the most favorable schedule, and they get Notre Dame at home. So now here's Louisville sitting there at 5-0 and with Notre Dame at home. Now, Notre Dame is favored to win. Notre Dame just escaped their last two games. You know, they lost at the end Ohio State on the last play of the game, and they won at Duke. Right at the in the final minutes. Right. The last two Notre right. Dame games have been incredible. I anticipate the same thing this week. You know, I think that don't underestimate how big. You know, Louisville sits right on the Indiana border. 
Brahms from Louisville. He, you know, he knows all about Notre Dame. They're an Indiana team. To us, they're a national team. But if you're in Louisville, that's a that's a state game. Yes, right. right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just that could be a great game. And if Louisville gets it to go to six and zero, beating Notre Dame. I mean, you. I mean, they still have to go to Miami, but they're going to be favored in every game. Every other game. Than that. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. they get, you know, they get Kentucky at the end of the year too. But still, you know. Here's Louisville on a first-year coach, and they're sitting there at 5-0. and So, not a surprise because of the people they had coming back, but this Notre Dame game is huge. It is. There's no doubt about that. Notre Dame, 30 consecutive regular season ACC wins. That has to come to an end, right? Yeah. <laughs> at some point. At some point. All right, time now. This is going to be fun. Uh, Bill's NRB Heart Clinic, top three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. All right. The NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. I love it. As we get set to go to Tallahassee, I look back over the years, my favorite Virginia Tech-Florida State games. Oh, or at least perfect. Moments. Perfect. Okay. okay. Now, one of them, my number three performance was Michael Vick against FSU at the Sugar Bowl at the Superdome mm, in 2000. Right. Tech did not win the game. But they had over 500 yards of offense, and we all remember the performance Mike had against FSU's defense, which was great with Mickey Andrews. They had just no chance in stopping Michael. And uh, it was a losing game for the Hokies, but that's number three on my list. Number two, we're going back to Tallahassee. 1974. The Hokies beat the Seminoles in Tallahassee. You ready for this, Rick? Yeah. 56-21. to Wow. Led by quarterback Bruce Arians. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and and uh, Coach Jimmy Sharp. Was not a very good Tech team. It wasn't a very good Florida State team that year either. The Hokies finished 4-7. and seven, But they beat the Knolls in tally 56-21. to 21. And my number one moment in the Virginia Tech-Florida State series, the ACC championship game in Charlotte, Tyrod Taylor. Just mm. dipsy-doing, yeah. cutting and juking and jiving and doing whatever he wanted against a really good Florida State defense. And the Hokies beat the Knolls in Charlotte to win the uh, league title and clinch an Orange Bowl bid. Tyrod was unbelievable that game, wasn't he? He really was. was... I was going to do my top three Florida State alums. Oh, wow. I know who my number one would be. (laughs) Who's your number one? (laughs) Burt Reynolds. Reynolds? (laughs) Just because of Smokey the Bandit. (laughs) Yeah, he's my number one, too. Bert's number one, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot that are out there, right? Like, there's a lot of actors. There are. They Deion are. Sanders makes the list, probably. Yeah, now. has to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you know? Do you know he he is the least publicized famous Florida State alum, the, institutionally for them. The I'm smiling as I tell this. Yeah. The least publicized <laughs> Florida State alum that made it big. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I have. I'm trying to think. I have no idea. Richard Simmons. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was the short shorts. That's what it was. <laughs> I know. I know. But man, he made. Hey, he made millions. Yeah, I know. He made know. millions. He made millions. He did. <laughs> he, you think I was going to go with like Charlie Ward? Or yeah, Chris I was thinking or... about Chris Winkie or somebody like that. Richard Simmons. <laughs> oh, I just learned something. That's pretty cool. I'll give you another Florida State nugget. 1967, the Hokies played Florida State. I think it was Keith Jackson's first game. It was the first ABC game at Lane Stadium, okay? 
Here's a nugget. Do you know who returned the opening kickoff for Florida State? Hokies kicked off to begin the game to Florida State. Ooh. The guy that returned the kickoff was a guy named T.K. Weatherall, and he ended up becoming the president of Florida State University. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Not a, not a big-time player, but he plays. He's an athlete. Right? Yeah, so sure, yeah, sure. Different era back in the 60s. We know that, right? Oh, yeah. Completely different so, era. That's good yeah. stuff. That's a good list, but, man. Uh, but Richard fun. Simmons makes me, you know, want to get out and, you know, <laughs> do some stretching. Yeah, we got to do some exercise <laughs> now. <laughs> Guilt's kicked in. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> I'm with, I'm, no, I'm more. I'm definitely more Smokey and the Bandit. I'm oh yeah. More, uh, Bert, I'm, I'm leaning towards Bert on this one. Who wouldn't want to drive that car in oh. the country and get chased by Jackie Gleason? Uh, no question. And <laughs> hang out with Sally Field and Jerry Reed. I mean, there, there's a day right there. <laughs> That's a day. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, southbound and down this week. And, <laughs> That's right. Ho- hopefully, uh, hopefully. Uh, steal a win and go to two and zero in the league Saturday at the on the air at one thirty. Kick at three thirty. All right, man. We will be tuned in. Please have safe travels, and uh, we'll be listening to your call on Saturday. Thanks, Rick. All right, there you go. That's Bill Roth, the voice of Virginia Tech football. South bounding down. He and Burnup rolling up and trucking all the way down to Tallahassee. Good stuff as always from Bill and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. We'll come back. in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling, and True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. This is Rick Watson, the voice of the Radford Highlanders and the host of Big Dog Sports Talk. And this is the Hokies' Bill Roth. Join us for the Roth Report on Wednesday, October 18th, as we give away two tickets to the Hokies' Thursday night game against Syracuse. This year, we have a prize package to go along with the tickets, T-shirts, caps, and lots more fun. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk for more details. Louise, Bill, and Rick, your sports connection for the New River Valley. Our favorite phrase. Go Hokies and go Highlanders.